create this situation, I'm dealing with it. You're acting like a first-year fucking thief. I'm acting like a professional. In the city of New Orleans, in a darker side of Dixie, away from the music and the lights, there's a new game in town. You'll be provided with a guide, trackers, and the weapons of your choice. I need to file a missing person report. The competitors are deadly. We pride ourselves in hunting only combat veterans, men who have the necessary skills to make our hunts more interesting. And they always win. You want to find your father? Get somebody who knows the city to show you around. Now, the opposition is about to get one last chance. What kind of a name is Chance? My mama took when. Our friend Mr. Boudreaux, Silver Star, Marine Forced Recon. He's obviously not someone we should underestimate. Physical media, guys. What's wrong? I think we're all good now. Fucking arrow keeps being a bitch. Yeah, what's really going on with those uh, boutique labels, man? Where me and Eddie are getting caught in the pre-sale <laughs> wallops of all these boutique uh, DVD companies. Now they're just erasing special features from yeah, their th- uh, things. This is definitely the worst thing that's happened so far. I'm I'm perfectly fine with all the replacement disc issues because. They've been nice enough to just send them out to you if you email them. Yeah. But yeah, them promising a special feature to then take it away. I can't recall something similar than that. Yeah, something so um, extensive. Like, maybe I remember like, oh, this guy fucking died, so we're not going to have an interview with him. But like, this is like a whole feature length documentary that they were just like, nope, not on the disc anymore. And what movie was that for? 1984's Dune. Dune. Like, at least, like, Friday the 13th, they caught those, like, gross-ass, super gritty cutscenes from Seven. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, they don't look great at all, but, like, they did their best. Yeah. <laughs> they at least put the effort in. But, yeah, I agree with what Omar was telling us uh, off the pod. He was saying, kind of, they're all just trying to fight to see who can release the hottest shit right now. Yeah, yeah so, so, they're, so, they're, so what, they're just promising more than they can deliver? I think because everyone's in competition. Arrow, the... Arrow caught that. I, I don't want. I can't think of the word right now. It's not the trademark of Dune, the lic- licensing of Dune. Yeah. And said, "Oh fuck, <laughs> we did it. We got it somehow. Let's, Let's try to make a documentary too." Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, they just got caught too hard. Mm. 
the hype is real, man, for those movies. So it's, uh, I think we've said it before, Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow, Scream, Shout, which is the same Yeah, Scream, thing. Shout. And then, what else? Uh, Aside from, like, I mean, Criterion. There's, there's, 88, there's 88 films, Kino Lorber. Severin. Imprint, Severin. Blue Underground. Uh, Blue Underground, uh, Cauldron, um, Code Red. Yeah, there's a lot more. There's, 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 yeah. They're Vest, all fighting. Vestron. Yeah. They're all fighting right now, if you think about it. If we had to put like a top tier, it'd be Criterion, Shout, Arrow, Kino. Probably. In terms yeah. of number of releases. Yeah. I'd say those. And then Severin, Vinegar, are roughly, Blue Underground are relatively the same level. Yeah, you're getting underground with that. And then once you get those other ones, it's like not as many releases, maybe one a year or who's, something. Uh, who's been around the longest? Well, Criterion's been Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, La- uh, yeah. well, yeah, they had Laserdisc. Arrow, mm-hmm. maybe? Blue Underground. Blue Underground. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Now, it's almost like they're treating it like the, um, the canon films, which they used to come out with like a movie poster, and then they would build hype off that. They wouldn't even have a script. And people would be like, oh, Spider-Man. I want to, because that, that was one of the movies where they came out with the poster. <clears throat> well, and Roger Corman even did that before canon. Yeah, so but that's kind of, it it's like, a have little a t- sleazy. Have a title and a poster, and if it sells internationally, then make the movie. You build from that what, From what you made selling the license to distribute in those foreign countries. Yeah, so it's, a, and with the, and he was doing that pre-internet. So oh, yeah. imagine like, now. Like, like 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah. well, now that I think it's about crazy. Arrow kind of does that, because a week before they announced Dune, they had a post on Instagram of just like a, a worm-type creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then oh, the mm-hmm. week leading towards their announcement of whatever this is, the August release, or I'm sorry, when did... Oh, I don't know, know, actually. Let's just, we're wrong, but... Let's just say this was the August release calendar. I think it is August. So they post a photo of a worm a week or two in advance, get everyone to yap about it, and then once they get there, they can do Dune, and now here's all the links to pre-sale. Yeah. And you have to do this because if you don't, you don't well, get your chance. Yeah, honestly, like the whole thing is like pre-sale is now just the retail. Yep. Because once it hits retail, the idea is is there might not be any left. And because, like, yeah, then if you wait and you try to get on sale, then you don't get the pretty slipcover. You don't get this pretty box. You All don't you get, get the fridge is magnet. the clear case Boring. with a reversible sleeve. Sometimes not even. Yeah, true. Fucking dirty motherfucker. Well, I've seen people buying arrows recently that have been coming in blue. The plastic? Yeah. Oh, no. That was during... I think that was when COVID was first coming out and they are having factory issues. Oh, no. People were getting arrows in blue cases. Well, we're having factory issues. We ran out of the good ones. Mm -hmm. So we're giving you these (laughs) We're giving you the cheap ones from 2007. Wouldn't you you assume clear is cheaper than blue? You'd assume because you don't have to dye the plastic. Yeah. Well, I guess the blues... But I guess if the blues have... Yeah, the blues are massively produced. They're probably just literally lying with a million of them in a factory somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's crazy. Not to mention the landfills also that they're... Uh, and the sea turtles they're strangling. Just a bunch of Alien Covenant DVDs just sitting <laughs> in, a, in a big pile somewhere in the yeah. Pacific Ocean. And like another thing, like with Vinegar Syndrome, for example, or Severin, 
you get this window to buy them, and then their site goes Dude, down. Dude, the site s- the site like shit pisses me off. Yeah, especially like, with vinegar have, syndrome is yeah. down for like a month now because they want you to buy their partners' stuff. And so, but their excuse is that they're shipping stuff out right now, and they right. don't have enough time. Well, to and make Severn is even more blatant. They're just like when the new when this new slate of pre-sale items came out, which I bought Blood for Dracula. Uh, um, I was like. Oh, is there a problem with like anyone else on the site? Because like you go to the site and it's like all the like code stuff. It's mm-hmm. not even a website. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, we just shut it down until we want you to buy stuff. Yeah. And it's like, uh, why why are you doing that? Criterion July November are those the two months? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're soon on that. So can you say that the drug has been uh, stepped on at this point? Uh, the drug of buying. Oh, I don't know. It depends on the release. The hottest Blu-ray. <clears throat> Depends on the release. Because it's all it, it dude, it reminds me of sneakers. It reminds yep. me of Jordans, e- the Yeezys. Exactly. It's the same exact thing. Exactly. And with internet you build up this hype, everyone wants it, they sell mm-hmm. out immediately. What's the next thing? Yep. Same thing with like my like my specific line of Dragon Ball Z toys, like the SH figure arts. Like, they're like sixty bucks a pop, but if you don't buy them for that sixty to do even like 70 sometimes depending on the size of the figure like the napa or the brawly figure because they're like thicker and bigger they mm-hmm. were like 70 but if you don't buy them at the retail there's no chance and you gotta catch them on ebay for 120 and criterion does a sneaky thing too where they don't let anybody know what's going out of print that month mm-hmm. so like you know you might be in a board in a oh, i almost said borders you might be in a barnes and noble and walk past there was a slate there was like six that went out of print <clears> last month you could walk past one of those titles, get it for the, the regular price, and then the next day, they haven't told anyone it's going out of print, and now it's going for $75 on eBay because yep. it's out of print. And or, yeah, out. like that scenario, like, hmm, I'll get, I'll wait to, like, example, Silence of the Lambs. Let's say Silence of the Lambs goes out of print, and it's June. You're like, I'll wait till July. Yeah. And then, little known fact, you don't know, and, and then it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have, you were going to get it for 20 but now you're... <clears throat> yeah, now you're uh, shit out of luck. Yeah. I think this has been around for a while, but I can't believe it's still going on because even with the new Xbox and PS5, yep. <laughs> that shit's happening too, man. People just hoard it. Yeah, I remember the PS5s this past Christmas. Yeah, yeah it's just all the hype. Out. Yeah, with this, there was, at there least, was like one in Milwaukee or something. Yeah. At least you guys don't got to worry about somebody buying a whole bunch of Return of the Swamp Thing MVD Blu rays. That's the one I own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, being like, oh, upcharge it. They're not doing that yet, but yeah, out the of, hype of it is out still. Out of all of them, I'd say DVDs are the easiest buy because, from what I know, no one is using bots to this extent yet. Good, good. Because there is resale value on stuff, but nothing nothing insane where the mass majority... Because in general, more people want a PlayStation than a, yeah. a Blu-ray. Than a, than a deluxe Blu-ray of Doom yeah. from Arrow. I have to admit, I have to change my, my tone from the Tammy and the T-Rex episode. Because I kind of want to buy that now, the the special edition. <laughs> you it, sucker. <laughs> well, it was two, I think two episodes or two weeks ago. I said, man, I still think about that movie often. And sure enough, I, I'm still, I still think about it, man. I kind of want to get it. I love the packaging of it. I, I, yeah. 
I'm glad I, I'm happy with that movie. That one and that last action hero have have stuck in my head. I'm glad I don't have Tammy the T Rex. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of. I, I might fall for the last action hero eventually, but I'm I'm not looking to buy the Tammy. I like just appreciate the way that movie was put together. It's really weird. <laughs> it's mm. like it really does stick with you. Mm. Maybe it'll get to you someday, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. This is slob cinema. <laughs> Today we've joined our coterie of cinephiles together to talk about a prestigious film of my choosing, <laughs> so I bear the grunt of this pick, however uh, however widely this film has been already talked about, uh, podcast-wise, internet-wise. It was a choice of fate that brought this movie to us. What's the movie? Jean-Claude Van Damme's Hard Target. Soft Target. Just, that makes by, it sound uh, like I didn't like it. <laughs> directed by John Woo. Mm-hmm. Director of all other movies such as Paycheck. You go, really? <laughs> you go to Paycheck? <laughs> I like that. That's funny. <laughs> like, not John Woo, director of A Better Tomorrow and Hard Boiled. John Woo, director Paycheck. of Paycheck. And Face Off. That Ben Affleck movie no one remembers. And Wind Talkers. Mm-hmm. Which, from what I remember, wasn't that bad, but that was, I watched it uh, 19 years ago. <laughs> this film is rated R for, uh, what is it? Superior a, a great no. A great amount of strong violence. Yeah, great amount. They, they, they didn't lie. They didn't lie. It, I think they under, they made me feel underwhelmed, <laughs> that comment. I feel like it should have been a vast, greater yeah. term. Yeah. And just a great amount. It was a superior amount it of was violence. A su- yeah, exactly. <laughs> an extravagant superior amount of gratuitous uh, violence. The film takes place on the streets of Nolens, honky-tonk piano, wet streets, and Mick Foley running for his life. Wet panties. And what? We could assume he's a homeless man uh, yes. running for his he's life. He's dressed very shabbily with Due an unkempt beard. Due to his clothes, beard. his hair, and his noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's common for bums. Uh, but this man is being hunted through the streets. Many bullets, many arrows, many repeated arrow shots of the same shot, which Eddie said um, sure saved quite a bit of money on the production. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually this guy, basically, uh, to make things short, uh, just ends up dead in a pool of dirty water with a bunch of arrows in his back. As he should. Right. A big group of bad guys chasing Motorbikes, machine guns. One dude specifically had like a... Like a rifle that shot that arrow. The steel arrows, yeah. That that pierce his dog tags. Technically, is it a harpoon or is that or is it just an arrow rifle? Spear gun. That Mm. I've never heard of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. A rail gun. And he does shoot it through this guy's heart, the homeless man, presumably, Mm -hmm. and through his dog tags. So presumably, he's a veteran of the. Vietnam War from the 60s. His name is Doug Binder. You you know what this sorry, you know what this movie is missing that's very New Orleans? Crawfish. The boats with the fans. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they had a chase scene? Yeah. In the fan boats? In the fan boats. I don't know if that's just John Woo not being cultured to New Orleans. Yeah. Or, an, uh, like you said, a gator didn't yep. show up. Yep. Gator should took out the rattlesnake. But here's the thing though, uh 
I've seen this movie more than a few times, and I thought there was a scene like that in this. So <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's funny. good enough for me. I know then. you you assume there would be, but not. Jean Claude on top of the fan, just like. <laughs> yeah, he's got like it's somehow he has like the 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 like the the pulley the throttle yeah, the thing in between wheel. his legs and both yeah. arms, just shooting machine guns on either side. We should remake this. Yeah, we should. The same one have John Claude Van Damme's phone number <laughs> and John Woo's. <laughs> yeah, get him back to America. COVID's over. I yeah. think he's very responsive on Twitter. Just go ahead and uh, hit him up on there. Technically, they did make a sequel to this movie. I haven't seen it, but there is a Hard Target too that came out like 2010. No John Claude. No John Woo. I don't know. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. So Doug Bender is Bender. See, you already got me. I'm saying yeah. Bender. But, they say um, it. They say it. They say it too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, he's dead. The guy, like, wipes his dog shit boot on his face. He's like, killing's like a drug, ain't it? And then cut to a diner, morning, mm-hmm. introduced to Chance Boudreau, Jean-Claude Van Damme, eating a bowl of gumbo and drinking some coffee. I don't think that's a good combination. Uh, gumbo morning dish? I never had it. Who kn- it's pretty good, but who knows what they eat in the morning? Isn't gumbo more of, like, a soup? Yeah, it's a stew. Yeah. Well, in England, they eat beans for breakfast. Yeah, but most people don't. Like baked beans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it all depends, though, because... Uh, no wonder we beat them in the war. <laughs> if you're not accustomed to eating eggs, I mean, you could eat whatever, really. But yeah. this is a nice setup for uh, Chance Boudreau. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him Bordeaux at least one time during this Is episode. it not? What is it? <clears throat> Boudreau. Boudreau. Boudreau? So, but oh, the, yeah. co- the coffee lady is like, how's the gumbo, Charles? And he's like, it's a travesty. <laughs> but the coffee, it was okay. And he gives her 75 cents. Uh, 62 or oh. something. But yeah, he's like, I, I think that's not enough for both. So, but no, that's it's not all even a tip. Yeah, it's here's here's what was in my pocket. Yeah. This is our protagonist. He's very humble in this. Uh, aside from all the front flips and, and the uh, elegant kicks, he's very humble. Mm-hmm. And he, he speaks softly. And he's caring. And he's pretty fucking awesome. So that makes me think the waitress knows he's a bum. And she's just <laughs> accepting. Yeah, she's just like, whatever. She knows that he is giving what he can. Yeah. She's like, wow, you know you didn't have to do that. But thanks for the 62 cents. Or she's just like, I know you can kick my ass, so yeah. I'm accept the 60s. And she finds him sexy. Yeah, damn sexy. Mullet is... That's the best looking his, mullet his, I've ever his seen. His disgusting, greased up tentacle hair in the back that frolics to and fro as he kicks people. They do have a, a few good shots of it. Like, even in the beginning when it mm-hmm. first introduces him, it's a back shot of the curly mullet. And then uh, kind of when he walks out, it almost starts off like a western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's got the big black trench coat. Yeah. And then kind of the way the shot, it's shot like a saloon almost. Mm-hmm. And the way he walks out and then he right away gets into some uh, a little trouble. Well, before he walks out, a little piece comes in that we later learned is named Natasha mm-hmm. Bender. Yep. And she's looking, uh, I forget what she asked for. I think she asked for change for a hundred. Yeah, she flaunts. She doesn't, like she, she doesn't flaunt, but she. But she takes out a huge flaunts. wad of cash yeah. and is like, "Do you have change for a hundred? And then two bums from from across the cafe are like, "Hey, yeah, yeah." And it just kind of shows how like out of her element, how green she is. Kind of just taking all that money out was just like, "There's hobos around. Put that away." <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're we're especially led to believe this is a dangerous time for the city because all the police are on strike. 
Oh, yep. exactly. Which yeah, is yeah. why uh, Fushan, played played by Lance Henriksen, mm-hmm. and Arnold Vosloo playing Van Cleef are uh, doing this most dangerous game uh, scenario in the city. Is that there are no cops? That's yep. a good hen- henchman, man. That guy, Pick Van Cleef. Yep. P I K. He's a. Uh, He's he's very uh, formidable foe. Uh, pretty good at the shot. Jean Claude's like, holy fuck, the fucking mummy is in this movie. Yeah, he's definitely more formidable than the main boss himself. When the movie first Inhale. started, I was like, oh, I like ba- Billy Zane, and I was like, oh, that's not Billy Zane. <laughs> I mean, kind of, I guess. Yeah, kind of, not really, but you know, I, I thought it was. But so these two hooligans clearly make an attempt on uh, poor Nat, as she's later called in the movie. Uh, her her wallet, which is clearly a purse. Yes. Um, but uh, Chance is like, I think uh, you're looking for trouble in the wrong places. And then uh, this is where the slide guitar boogie fight happens, mm-hmm. which happens a lot of times in this movie. A lot of kicking to the face, spinning, flipping, and then a, twirling, a notable, and breaking. Yeah, a notable reverse arm break over the shoulder. Yep. Is that just simply doing this? <laughs> well, the opposite way. Yeah, but like for the actor? I'm, it was a fake arm. Oh, I would just do this because I'm like cheap. A, it's like a cloth arm. You can kind of obviously tell even. Well, my homemade movies, I'll be doing this. Yeah, sure. That'd be good. Yeah, because you guys can see what I'm doing. Yeah, uh-huh. I see. Oh, you have to describe what are you doing with the, Yeah, what are you blinds? doing with your... Oh, my God. It's like I am jerking off a man <laughs> twice my size. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, next, I believe, she goes, files a missing people's report to the police department. We introduce... I forget the detective's name, but she's actually in the movie for a good amount of times. So we have... Detective Mary Mitchell. Yeah. And she is waiting to blow out her birthday candle. And Nat is very rude because it's obviously after hours for the police department. And she just got off a double shift. And she's looking for a missing persons report. And she had the newest photo she has is from 20 years ago of her father. Yeah, of 1978. Yes. (laughs) So obviously her father looks nothing like. So the old ma- so it's later revealed like the old ma- her old man disappeared after a divorce when she was seven. Yes, she's very clearly let's say twenty eight. Let's say conservatively twenty five. Mm-hmm. And randomly, she's just kind of searching. For and him. after twenty years, she's now like, oh, I guess I care about my dad. I hope he's okay. Or maybe she was like, Dad hasn't called me in a while asking for money, so <laughs> I wonder if he's gone. Yes. Yeah, because apparently he did at one time have a job at. The oil tool company. So yeah, it kind of just shows they're not they're not too connected to the fact where she's got that old ass picture, no no updated picture, and obviously he was a, a homeless vet, so mm-hmm. getting hunted down. <laughs> the the detective is basically like, uh, I can't help you because I don't help dirty bums. And go find someone that knows the city. Go to the missionaries. So Natasha heads out to the missionaries where there's mm-hmm. a roll call for able seamen. Yep. Which Chance has a whole lot of. Yes. And uh, is getting called for uh, work. Work really tickets. Luigi and Angus? Wait, what was the other name? Yeah. The fake name that no one... Yeah, it was some sort of... Gomez? Name. Yeah. It was some way more ridiculous. It was something that no It started with a G. Yeah, Goombas. Gombas. Yeah, Gombas. Goombas? Something like that. Gombas? Oh my, I think that's a slur. 
You stupid Goomba. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait. What are the things from uh, Super what? Mario? Those are also yeah, Goombas. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay, I got it. Now, so he's he's just uh, this is where the homeless go to try to get a yeah, job. Yeah, try to get work. Make a penny. If yeah. he's apparently he we we later and he does have a military career, but uh, he pushed his captain overboard because he was smuggling. Opium. Uh, opium, and yep. instead of alerting the military police, he just so shoved him over. He's overboard. righteous, righteous. And so guy. that's why he's homeless. Yes. Yeah. Honorably discharged or unhonorably? I think unhonorably. Mm. And so, to be honorable. Uh, so yeah. So so the guy calls his name. He thinks he's got a job, but then he's like, "Oh, your uh, union fees aren't in order. You can't come unless you have two hundred and seventeen dollars." And then Nat pulls up in her sweet and baby she's like, blue you car. Want, and she's like, "You want two hundred and seventeen dollars to help me find my dad?" And he's like, "Okay, fine, but I can't drive. I don't have a driver's license." Easy enough. And then this gets us going towards the the main plot of the movie and then uh you get to see the true evil where these bad guys what uh what, what's his name uh emil what the lance hendrickson i, I can't know. i can't say his last name so i'm going with emil. he's mr fouchon and then pick uh good group of guys man but they do they do some fucked up shit it's almost like uh what a frat would do or something like hey let's take these bums and just like we, <laughs> oh god we'll just yeah. hunt them down yeah, so there's like yep. a scene where they try to hire like a new guy for a new bum fight. And then it cuts to um, kind of them going like, oh, this is where all the bums hang out. And then there's this nice African-American man who says, uh, here's your dad's apartment. It's a grocery cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all his stuff is in here. It's like a sleeping bag, some cans. He had some letters, I think. Yep. Yeah. Made it feel more passionate. Like, oh, these were letters from his daughter. He and, loved me. And this is where he gave me a blowjob for yeah. $5. Yes. Sucking nuts. Eating groceries. Mm. Yes. Speaking of grocery cart, he ate groceries a lot. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. But uh, then we cut to a scene where... Uh, uh, then they're kind of like, okay, well, I know a place where all these bums get kind of help... get jobs quote-unquote for for sending out vouchers for strip clubs we meet randall poe a big fat bear of a man and uh chance asks him about douglas bender he says he doesn't know names and he has trouble recognizing faces too yeah he starts stuttering a bit he gets all sweaty and we realize uh, von cleef is in the background yeah watching making sure no words are being slipped right then it cuts later to the night. Uh, Randall Poe is asleep on his back, uh, probably suffocating because he has severe sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I think there was a porno mag next to him. Yes. And um, <laughs> uh, Van Cleef is just there in the room. Karate chops his big fat belly. Very and says, hard. <laughs> very hard and says, wakey, wakey, you fat fuck. Yep. At which How point, else would you want to be at which, <laughs> at, which, at which point I was like, hmm, I'm kind of surprised no one said that to me in my life. Oh. No one's inside your apartment. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, you're right. I don't even let my brother or mom in my apartment. If someone snuck into your apartment, then... I'd be dead. Yeah. That's the only reason why they'd yeah. be in my apartment. Yes. They'd say, wakey, wakey, you fat fuck, steal my DVD player, and then shoot me in the head. Let me grab these three copies of Fuck, you stepped, you, ste- you, you stepped on all these DVDs? These are worthless. What are you doing here? <laughs> God, look at the state of your bathroom. Oh my, I'm out of here. You know what? I'm going to kill you for mercy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. 
I don't know. I'm just saying what like a normal person, like a person who makes, you know, more than what I make. Why are there so many two liter oh. bottles in this room? <laughs> Empty two liters they're everywhere. All, they're all filled with piss. Oh it, my looks, God. it looks like he doesn't buy garbage bags. He just uses McDonald's bags. <laughs> oh my God. Does he work at a grocery store? All his garbage is in grocery bags. <laughs> Why buy grocery bags when grocery bag free? Speaking of bums. <laughs> Are you going on? Well, first of all, this scene with the fat guy continues where Van Cleef has a pair of scissors to his ear. Yeah. And Mr. Fushan shows up and is like, take off the fucking ear. And he slices off his ear and then is like, you know. Lobe. Just the lobe. Yeah, just the lobe, I guess. Um, he was considerate. Yeah. Uh, but Henriksen is like, you lied to us about the fucking name. The guy you gave us has a family and they're looking for him. He's like, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Oh, so you're fat, useless, and sorry, huh? And he punches him in the face to the point where his whole, like, tongue flies Dude, out of like, his face. full on, like, Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> like a raging bull slow motion shot. Yeah, something just, yeah, he got fucked up. At which point he, like, throws $500 on the floor and is like, get us a new one now and do it right, fuck face. And, like, yeah. washes his dirty, bloody hand in a fish tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fucking awesome scene. Yeah. Which, sadly... Him getting a new one means that the very nice African-American man that we met earlier is next in line to yeah. get a job right. with this crew. And they're not totally evil. At least they cared that, you know, they need, they was like, we need a true homeless, lonely, pathetic, no sad family, man. No connections. Yeah, because I, I guess, but that also, there's some ties to that because then... If you kill somebody with a family, their daughter's going to come come around looking yep. for them. So. And so around this like sort of uh, Randall Poe offering the uh, dude a job is like a scene where like Poe is looking at the evidence folder from the doctor who is clearly mm-hmm. the guy that's like helping cover up these killings. And there's a dog tag with a big triangle shape through it. He's like, ah, dog tags. And then a pigeon flies in and is like, and he's like oh yes i also have dog tags we were both as soldiers he conveniently found those uh in the dirt and everything yeah he like went to the burn site where they said that natasha bender's dad just was like in a bum fire i guess Mm -hmm. and he's just like he's like oh puts his finger down the floor oh a dog tag yeah when i initially saw this thing i thought these were two other bums beating him up but later no they're they're henchmen but they're very bummy yeah (laughs) these these guys name are frickin frack yeah yeah they're they're and they say get the hell out of dadge tell your girlfriend to point her titties north and step on the gas yeah i was highly convinced these were bums (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like like they weren't in that cool bum community no that we saw earlier they were the renegade bums yeah these were the ones like these were the mad raping bones. and murdering yeah, 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 yeah. people in the alleyways. Yeah, which like first you think like Chance is gonna get lynched, and you're like, this is a weird turn for yeah. this movie to take. Frick, frack, and fuck. Yeah, <laughs> we're frickin' fack, and we're gonna fucking fuck you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, so there's an attack on Boudreaux. Boudreaux goes back to the detective, says, "I found the dog tags. I think it was murder." She's What's like, "What's oh, your proof?" Uh, dog tags. Duh. And she's like, oh, I guess. Let's start this investigation. So they go to see Randall Poe. Little do we know, Randall Poe is trying to get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Like they told the girlfriend to do. Yep. Takes his time, has a bag of Doritos, looks around, takes a piss, finally gets in his car. And, uh, you know, 
fucking who's there to visit him, Eddie? Van Cleef. Am I yeah. saying his name right? Van Cleef. Yeah. Van, Van Cleef. Cleef. Thank God. And uh, Van Cleef Van immediately Cleef. puts a. <laughs> the butt of the shotgun. And his first name is like Pick, which yeah. like, yeah. what is that? P-I-K. Yep. Uh, but he puts a shotgun to Randall's fat, jowly chin and is like. That would have been cool if he shattered, then shot right away. Yeah. Instead of all the yeah. I, I but... love that shot, yeah. man. Yeah, but he he's like, here's where you said that uh, Randall is imitating the water boy. Yeah, he was like, my mama got sick down south. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, weren't planning to leave without telling me. Eh? And he's like, no. And then he gets maniac Like, just his yeah. brain blown apart into a car. Yeah, I, li- I like that shot, man. That was good. And it this movie shows the shotgun some love. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Boudreaux has one later on. And then uh, Van Cleef. I had to Picked. look that up real quick. Yeah, yeah he's got one too. And it's just kind of... And, awesome. and they're and they're all shotguns that have the distance firing of a regular. Hell yeah, yeah. and then you just keep continuously like, is that guy across that? the field? I'll shoot yeah. him with my yeah, shotgun. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll still hit him. Pick always mentions how people are hurting his feelings, or he doesn't want his feelings hurt. He mentions it twice. He, at well, least. yeah, he's like, don't hurt my feelings. Or he's he's not French. He's got some different sort of. Well, it's like accent. Egyptian. <laughs> he's not actually the mummy Vasco, oh. I think I think the guy might be Hungarian or something to act but he is the mummy but he is also the mummy yes. so yeah, that so, so, so the movie would have made more sense if he kept on turning into a big sand tornado that was afraid of cats yes yeah with the last name Vaslu yeah where would, where would that be from oh no I think he is Eastern European somewhere hmm. yeah remember sense. when we thought Egyptians were white <laughs> remember when we thought Jesus was white <laughs> uh, but so then we cut to one of the one of a classic like trademark 80s 90s villain scenes where the main villain is playing like classical music mm-hmm. and uh, Vaslu Van Cleef is setting up a new deal with a Yugoslavian war criminal yes uh, just recently escaped from the troubles over there mm-hmm. um, sets up a new deal Kind of, you know, connecting the guy they just hired with this guy now. They're setting no up a new... No phone calls? Nothing? No telex, which oh, I have yeah. no idea what that yeah. is. But I assume like a pager or something? S- some weird outdated 90s Printer fax thing. Thingy, yeah. Only face-to-face. Hit me on the telex, y'all. Word. I'll Google my MySpace until I Facebook all of you. What? It's like a stupid t-shirt I saw the other day, a guy wearing. Mm. Wait, what did it? What did the t-shirt? It was like Google my face all over your book. It was like Google my Twitter until I YouTube all over your face. No, something or until I Google all over your Facebook. (laughs) It was the stupidest. Jesus fucking Christ! Why not just say I want to come on your face? (laughs) Uh, and put it on a t-shirt. I just wanted to mention how the same way uh, Van Cleef is making Don't Hurt My Feelings all the time, uh, mm-hmm. Van Damme tells about four different people, like, hey, why don't you go tell your boyfriend to take her fucking hands off me? Or like something like that. Like yeah, John Woo doesn't like gay people. Well, I think it's I think that's a Van Damme improv. Mm-hmm. Like, the script was like, call him an asshole. And he's like, how about that? Call him gay. <laughs> that's worse. 
Well, he did fight. He was a wait. So do they do they say that he was a war veteran or he was just a homeless person? Not a war veteran. Well, with martial arts skills. I don't remember what he what they said exactly. Just that he was an, he was a soldier and he saw his captain disobeying the law and he tried to do something. And so that's he, it. So he's, mm-hmm. so he's a good guy. Yeah. He really is a good guy because he doesn't have to help anyone in yeah, this movie. Yeah, he took the time out of his day. Unless he's just vain and he's just like, I just want to show off how good I can whoop people's ass. Like, did you see that kick to the <laughs> yeah, head? That for was real. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I did a split in the air and I kicked him in the face. Much later, he like backflips over the hood of a car into a spinning roundhouse kick into the helmet of a guy going 60 miles an hour on a motorcycle. And the guy just like dies and he's like, all right. It's like if you're at a gym and you chuck up a half court shot and it goes in, you just like look around. Look around like, like I did that. Superb, superb action shots. Uh, this the the guns had uh, some bang to it, with a lack of a better word there. But then the kicks, it just everything was just pure. Pure. Yeah, when they uh, reloaded shotgun shells, it was like a fucking cannon went off in your ear. Like, oh, fuck. This is action heaven, man. It was action heaven what I was going through. So then we have another awesome double villain in- interrogating slash torturing a guy scene where uh, the doctor that we mm-hmm. met earlier who was giving him the info on the bum and the, knows that they're on, the his, right, they're on his trail of covering up these deaths, uh, who has a weird, like weird accent because he's like arnold vaslu shows up he's like what the hell are you doing here and it's like "Hmm?" uh but so vaslu and henriksen are both there henriksen is at his desk he's like he does a weird thing where he like touches the letter opener Mm -hmm. pulls it to the ground i didn't get the idea of that and then wipes it off so like why did he even touch it yeah, I thought he was gonna like drop it in the guy's hand, so it looks like he like stabbed himself in the yeah, eye or, something or something like that. But he like, was threatening him with it, but then it's like, oh wait, you're just gonna get shot in the but eye. But instead, the he's doctor, like, I don't want my fingerprints on here. Let me wipe this off. But why did you touch it then? Yeah. yeah but so he's like, this this detective, I think her name is Mitchell, is like, she's asking questions and she can't be bought. And then we hear the doorbell ring, and the doctor goes up to the eye hole. Boom! Sniper rifle pistol to the to the fucking eye <laughs> silencer and just uh fucking shoots this guy right through that head and this is a scene stolen directly from dario argento's opera noise where a, where, a, where a gun fires through a keyhole and blows out a woman's head wow van, van, very cool van in cleef. slow motion van cleef has a lot of kills in this a lot of good kills mm-hmm. that was yeah. two in a row right and so there. he kills that yeah. doctor and the doctor's like oh i'm a husband of three like dead and he's just like what the funny man like what what's funny about that is he dead is that funny yeah yeah killing people is funny oh, yeah. if you're if you're the joker or for him you yeah. die funny boy <laughs> i like the way you die boy real funny squeal like he farts and he's like what a funny death yeah aren't you supposed to like poop yourself when yeah you die? i think that's to- why yeah he shit himself and he's like <laughs> he shit himself he's like you had, you had corn for dinner he's like what fucking nasty gumbo. Oh, God. Oh, God. Gumbo shits? Yeah, gumbo sh- gumbo diarrhea. I like gumbo. He had not, a, now he had, I don't... Not he, so much. He had a killer pad, though. He had a really nice house. That was a nice house. Mm-hmm. That new... Uh, what what uh, what style of architecture is that, AJ? Down there in New Orleans? I don't know. I guess, I guess Baroque French? Look that up, y'all. I don't know. 
Baroque French. I was just going to say plantation. <laughs> oh, yeah, like plantation houses. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch down there. Uh, so now we cut to kind of the next hunt scene with the Yugoslav war criminal. And what's that, What's this soldier's name? I feel I feel bad just calling him like the black soldier, oh, but I don't yeah. know his name. Um, uh, Elijah, I don't either. So Elijah be... Roper. Elijah Thank Roper. You. Okay, so the he's like, yeah, we're in a big train yard. Like, it's Power Rangers Rescue. Look that up, guys. Mm. Um, and he still had his army jacket on, so you kind of, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And he just like, <laughs> he, these guys are all on like bikes that can go 100 miles an hour. He's like, all right, you have five seconds. Get moving. <laughs> this man is... Like seventy five. Yeah, yeah, he's an old man. Like his running speed is nothing. No, and so they're kind of just like they're kind of like horse herding him more than anything than chasing him down really. Yep. Yeah, and then we see somebody. There's a new guy who's doing the hunting. So right. you could tell this guy kind of just paid some money to uh, hunt a human being, and they kind of give him that same. Uh, well, they give him a, a different rifle to shoot. I I thought it was gonna be. Well, it's a, it was it was what it was. It's their weapon of choice. Okay. Yeah, so they pick that and, uh, and yeah, and they give this guy the the little head start to start running, and then we get to see the the New Orleans uh, cemetery. Cemetery. Yeah. Uh, at at cool. which point the Yugoslav guy kind of gets cold feet. He's like, "I shot him once. Uh, he's wounded. I don't want to. I don't want to kill him." He's like, "Why the fuck didn't you just go fishing?" Yeah. Right. That, that was pretty cool because he did. Uh, he ends up getting killed by uh, right. Uh, the uh, Elijah kind of uh, he hides in a yep. tomb. J- Jason's out of like a tomb to kill him and grab him and shoot him a hundred thousand times. Yeah, and he grabs the gun from him and then like knocks him over and then just shoots him while he's just laying there. So that was pretty cool for Elijah to get that little moment before he. And then uh, there's a weird scene where Elijah runs into like a very public, populated square and he's asking for help and everyone's like, "I told you, I don't have change." Yeah, pretty much what AJ says on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, all the homeless and I just I just don't respond. Yeah, it was like a Bourbon Street type of area, a bunch of people walking with like cups. And but it's all like that. no one's like, "Hey, what's up with that big black car, black motorcycle, death squad?" To be the fair, road. they're all drunk. Well, true. Yeah, it's a it's a night. They're all drunk. They're they're, they're like everything. they're like I'll join a death squad. And then they see the guns getting fired. And Let me like, tell you a story. I uh, went oh. to New Orleans. And uh, we were in Bourbon Street, me and my girlfriend, and uh, we were walking. I had some denim jeans. And that's a place where it's so, like, touristy that you have to be a customer to go use the bathroom. And there's, like, a bunch of spots, but every bar was so packed, everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I really got to use it. And he's like, okay, let's try to find a spot. Everything had a line, everything. And I end up urinating on myself. But since it was denim... No one, no one even noticed, and we're just walking down Bourbon Street, and I'm like, does that person notice I pissed my pants? Does that person notice I pissed my pants? And then we're just walking down, and then uh, Sarah, she's like, hey, here's a subway. Let's go in there and use the bathroom. I'm like, sure, let's go in there and use the bathroom, even though I've already used it on myself. And we go in there, and then there's a line of people trying to get subways, and everyone's so drunk. And this is well lit at this point. I'm standing in a subway like with so urinated denim pants. And no one gives a flying fuck. 
Yeah, but there's, yeah. Well, there's a guy also in line who literally has vomit all over his yeah, shirt. For like, real, so, you know, like so the, no one cares. Like the dude in front of you shot himself, Omar. Like, yeah, he was like, he was like, you got off easy, bud. Like, so he got brown shit in his pants. So I was just kind of like, all right, well, I, I guess I got away with this one socially, you know. But like, you know, it's funny because now you can take the idea of like, you probably could have just whipped it out and started peeing, and no one yeah, could have exactly, exactly. could have just peed anyway. And then, you know, I'm pretty sure someone had their mouth open somewhere. The next thing you know, also. you're peeing next to a school, and now you're <laughs> yeah, and then I'm arrested. Yeah. yeah, or some cop on a horse goes by, like, sir, this pervert's a sexual criminal. <laughs> and you're like, no, I had to tinkle. Spend a night in New Orleans prison, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would have been like Midnight Express. So poor Elijah, he's uh trying he gets, to get he gets, help. He gets robocopped after asking Ted Raimi for change. <laughs> it's just so true. He's why? Why is Ted Raimi in that movie? Because Sam Raimi is a producer. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sam Raimi and um, Rob Tappert, the guys behind Evil Dead, are producers. Okay, on this so movie. that's why. Yeah, that's why he got to be in there. That's cool. Yeah. He's like, dude, I don't have change. And then he walks away. He's like, get off me, bum. <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah. Elijah dies very violently in the middle of the street. So then, for some reason, uh, Bo- <laughs> I'm gonna say Bordeaux. <laughs> Chance uh, is able to cross the police line. What he was earlier arrested for, yeah, is now able to go up straight to the dead body and cover it. Well, they're, for fil- the they're filming his new show, The Bum Whisperer. Yeah, exactly. So now Chance has the in with the police officers, and he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, because he told him, he's like, me and Elijah, we shared a can of beans and, and in front of a <laughs> fire, a fire. Way, under a bridge. <laughs> so he, now it's personal. <laughs> now it's personal. He offered me oral sex, but I didn't have any money, so now we're friends. Mm-hmm. This is where they kind of make their escape from New Orleans to go uh, <laughs> go through the bayous to... Uh, well, they have the dirt bike race. Yeah, they have the dirt bike race. I mean, you know... Explosion, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, pow, yeah. pow. They're on the run. John Woo. Uh, they're on the run through the bayous to go uh, find a safe house, which is Uncle Duvet's house. Yes. Who helped raise him when he was a kid. He likes making moonshine in that there's only, in his house. There's only one thing in their way, though, and that's a rattlesnake. Which, uh... Which is New Orleans' um, state animal. <laughs> Wait, did you look it up? The no. Ra- the rattlesnake. No. no, I think it's the pelican, but... Well... Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that state bird, maybe. Yeah, yeah, stay bird. Used but, to be the Jazz. Now yep. it's the Pelican. There you go. Holy crap. Mm. Well, they're also the Hornets for a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Fuck. laughs> that made no sense. NBA yeah. makes no sense. But I like this uh, this part because there's, just, there's a, a few elements of this movie that's kind of like a bad B movie. You know, like yep. even in the in when they were like chasing... Wait, did, did you guys skip over the motorcycle part? Yeah, I said there's the motorcycle oh part. Lord. No, and that AJ was a, said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, we don't gotta go too deep on that. But that I mean, was, how, if we were to comment on every time a motorcycle blew up. No, but that was another great action scene, and then we see Van Damme standing on it. There's a great shooting. There's great. Uh, he does a, a full blown jump and shoot before that. That's when he kicks the guy really hard. So that yeah. sequence is pretty good. But then. Uh, and then what comes after that? I got sidetracked thinking about that. And that's scene. when they finally peel off into the forest. Yeah, and then they go into the woods. 
But yeah, during that motorcycle scene, they like fly into a bunch of boxes, which is kind yeah. of an element of like bad B movies. They mm-hmm. always like st- try to stack up boxes and areas and stuff, and the stuntmen go through there. And then here it's just like, okay, we're gonna have you guys running in the woods for a little while. But New Orleans, they, I mean, even Louis Louisiana has like nice, weird looking bayous and yeah, swamp swamps, and yeah. yeah, all that. So it looks cool. So of course they're gonna run through there for a little bit. Uh, a snake tries to bite <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> yep. And uh, Duvet, uh, not Duvet, Boudreau. Yeah. Is like, oh no, you don't. Chokes it out. Slaps silly, it. silly snake! I slap you. He's like, and then he bites off the rattle, which I'm not sure is. I don't know if it'll live after that. Yeah, I'm not sure it would live. Or just get really pissed off. But, yeah. like, it's kind of fine. I guess it's knocked out, but he puts it up in a tree. He's like, this will be a nice surprise. He rigs it up like a Home Alone style trap. Yeah, it's like, and just when one of the bad guys walks past it, the snake's like, and attack. I think the guy hits a tripwire. Oh, is it a trip? How do you have a tripwire on a snake? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm confused. I don't know. He he works his snake match. Like, He's a snake charmer. To he some extent, I even magic. thought, like, the well, the snake was alive because it starts like hissing after it bites him and gets his brains blow up. But like at one point when I first saw it, I thought it was like the tripwire just like pulls the dead snake, but because the snake still has the venom in its yeah. fangs, it was able to bite. Yeah, it bit the guy and then uh Death by face bite. Yeah. Then Lance Hendrickson got pissed off and then he shot the the snake's head off with that big hand cannon that he mm-hmm. has throughout the movie. The one bullet gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we see uh, Uncle DeVay, played by Wilford Brimley, uh, who has this Wilford great... Brimley. Who's, who says, has this great line as he's making moonshine. Go to whiskey, make a jack the rabbit, slap the bear! Which means, in English... I'm an inbred swine from the bayous of Louisiana. And I slap bears. And I slap <laughs> bears for fun. Correct. But uh, he drinks like a whole pint of... Moonshine is like, that's good. To then hand Chance his favorite super shiny silver shotgun. Yeah. Which he looks like an elderly Mario, at which point, you know, <laughs> once once Boudreaux had the shotgun, he was like, all right, we are going to the Mushroom Kingdom, okay, Grandpa? Kill some Goombas. See? Yeah, that's a, that, it was dusty, but it was a nice silver and like black, uh, yeah, like a shotgun, which is cool. You'd find that probably in like a video game or like a Resident Evil game or something. Mm-hmm. But man, he, uh, he shreds with that, with that shotgun later, later on in the movie. Like Randy Rhodes plays guitar, Boudreaux uses the shotgun. Boom. Guitars for Ozzy Osbourne. He's no Tony Iommi. That's me cocking my 12-gauge shotgun. Mm. What was that? Same thing. That's Eddie's. <laughs> That's your gun? His, his gun is Michael Jackson. <laughs> but, uh... uh... Yeah. Uh, May I just say, John Claude Van Damme had very uh, strong legs in this, and he, mm-hmm. dude, I mean, fatal legs. Yes. Well, it's all in the ass power. He really swings that fucking, fucking leg around. Yeah, man. It all starts on the glutes. Yeah. And it could be those boots he was wearing. He has some thick ass boots. The boots are like lead lined. They just like 
kill people with yeah, a strike to the face. Steel toe at the least. Yeah. And those stuntmen, seriously, like behind the scenes, those guys were taking some wallops, man. They was getting kicked straight up in the face in the movie. Here's where uh, they kind of depart. Uh, Boudreaux's like, if you're with me, I can't hunt them. So you need to stay here with Uncle Duvet. And Uncle Duvet is like, let me get my bow and arrow. We're going to kill him one yeah. by one. He just causes like a little ruckus for right now. Blows so up his moonshine Chance and his house for his nephew or whatever. Yeah, just so Chance can get some extra Here, Here's time. where one of the guys that didn't kill Uncle Duvet, uh, Fushan, calls him a fucking buffalo. Yes. Pretty good. Big guy. Yeah. Not even fat, just Not even just, just burly. Just big cowboy. He could probably be like a great tight end in the NFL. Yeah. So he rides on horseback. Uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, pick, get him from the air. So pick takes a helicopter, is chasing Boudreaux on horseback, fires like grenade launchers at the horse. The horse falls and like most probably has to get killed because of a broken leg. <laughs> Bordeaux's able to snipe them from the ground with, with a shotgun. shotgun. Yes. Yeah. yeah, long distance there, and then uh, great shots of uh, Boudreaux. With uh, fire explosions behind him while he's just holding the shotgun one-handed, it it was it was lovely, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool to have the 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 horse be brown because it mixed well with his uh, his mullet his, his mullet, but his blue blue jean shirt mm-hmm. and pants. I don't know, it just worked for me. Man. Worked with the fit. Also, it was, it was beautiful. Pretty, also, it was pretty funny for that as much of the stunt work that Van Damme does do, there is a lot of. Very clearly, Van Damme stuntmen doing stuff, For and the, a... and the horse is the most notable because you kind of get these shots where it's Van Damme and he could have just be like on a seat, yeah, and then it cuts to like a a guy that's clearly stunt double on the real horse. So like Van Damme was like, I don't do uh, horses. Some guy looked like Bret Hart. Yeah, Ooh. Bret the Hitman Hart. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> What about his uh, brother, uh, I think Seth, who died from Owen. being dropped? Owen. Jeez, how do you get Seth? I don't know. It's just think a of du- Seth Rollins? I don't know. Just another name that's not Brett. Yeah, Owen Hart. He got jacked yeah, up. Yeah, he, he was the, like, uh, like blue, blue Blazer. Blue Blazer, yeah, yeah. And he just got dropped, like, 200 meters down on but the But the mat. craziest thing, because his blood was still on the ring, and they continued <laughs> they just kept going. the rest of the yeah. pay-per-view. Yeah, Vince McMahon was like... Carry on. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Just get his body out of there. <laughs> get his dead flesh off my mat. <laughs> Dude, Vince forced him to do that, and then he kept the thing rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like there's the Mexican audio from the match, and they're like, oh, oh no, oh no. But like the American commentator's like, uh, yeah, uh, something happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's anyway to bring up a tragedy of American yeah, you wrestling. Didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> no, but he said Bret Hart, and you just can't bring up Bret the Hitman Hart without talking about how his younger brother he just fucking gr- died on the mat. The greatest there is, the greatest he was, the greatest yeah. there ever will be. Yeah. There's a good uh documentary on that that um tragedy on Dark YouTube. Side of wrestling? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, the Chris Benoit one they did was good. Those are good. Well, man. and then there's Beyond the Mat, which has like a lot of yeah, uh, Jake the Snake doing crack. Yeah, Jake the Snake, and then uh, Mankind's story, yeah. which A and E has been coming out with some th- some like docu- mini documentaries every Sunday. I'm surprised Vince McMahon is letting all those stories just get out, like leak the, out. The, like the A and E ones are linked with WWE, oh, so, they're, so like, they're fluff pieces. Yeah, yeah, you like can't use the footage unless you buy it from them. Yeah. So it's just another way for and Ric Flair's like. Thirty for Thirty was pretty interesting. Mm. I didn't see that one, dude. I gotta, I gotta see that. That one. was just about him getting fucked up. Mostly. Yeah, he. I mean, 
He got the championship plenty of times, though. I remember they used to be like, 15-time champion. like, mm-hmm. damn, his old ass got, the, got it this many times. Like, yeah. he, he don't even do shit in the ring. Was the Ultimate Warrior homophobic or racist? Racist. racist. Probably both. Probably, yeah. Probably both. Yeah. You can't be one. Yeah, I had, a, I had a sweet, remember those little, like, pillow wrestler guys? Mm-hmm. I had a sweet oh, Ultimate yeah. Warrior one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Just later. filled with semen. He was actually tag team partners with Sting early in their career. Sting, and one of my favorites. face paint. Yep. Sting, much better human being. Yeah, Sting, a good guy. I think. As far as we know, he's a good guy. One of the few to make it and be in his... He's still wrestling. Is he? He's in AEW now. He's got to be 50-something. Yeah, he fucked up his neck last time he was in WWE. Now he's in AEW. AEW is pretty entertaining, but I don't like sit there and watch episodes, but I like... I catch it when it's on. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, Chris Jericho is bloated. He's very rough. He's definitely got uh, the booze body. But he's still buff. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're buff, but you like drink 18 beers a night. You know? <laughs> Which is crazy. They, he, sorry, notice I know. He was recently on Stone Cold's podcast, which is ran through WWE. Huh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how. But Stone Cold, man, that's a good podcast. I've listened to a few. Dude, he does some good interviews. Yeah, yeah. He keeps it real. He doesn't have too much brain damage. Yep. No, and they went through like Mick Foley's recently. They went through like Mick Foley's most painful moments, mm-hmm. and like he rated the time when he got like caught up in those ropes mm-hmm. as like a ten. Oh, he but his his ear, with his ear getting ripped off, he called it only a four. And I was yeah. like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Just to bring it all around, Owen Hart broke Stone Cold's neck. Okay. Yeah. What's that's next true. in the movie? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> So now, sort of, Boudreaux leads these bad guys into, a, of course, a warehouse. Paper mache. Paper mache. Mardi, it's the Ma- Mardi Gras yep. parade, parade warehouse. Yes. Where they keep all the floats and Agreed. A lot of disturbing stuff. looking uh, masks or heads you see in this. You know? Kind of like, yeah. like the, fir- the first major kill we get is a solitary biker in the, in the warehouse. And they kind of like side up, dove, dove, staring contest. Mm-hmm thing of gasoline tips it over kicks it into the biker's face shoots it with a shotgun and causes a explosion like it was a stick of dynamite like yep. right in his face that's not, that's exactly what john woo how he laid out the outline doves yeah. doves badass shot and then he Dual explosion wheeling, face yeah. motorcycle jumping, out window slow motion <laughs> and then he runs off to go hide on top of a bird to then fall down yeah he floats down like on a pegasus <laughs> yeah i was thinking that too i was like huh did he do that and he's just like john john was like i need a really big pigeon yeah <laughs> get down there really big pigeon yeah and he's just lighting them up from the top of the building just going down slowly as ever yeah and like i don't know there's so many awesome oh things are on fire ways uh, to kill main people bad guys this. jacket is on fire yeah Lan- lance henriksen is on fire for a... he rips off his on fire jacket to wear have another jacket underneath which i'm guessing jacket. was needed for him to be like yeah sure light me yeah. on fire and he had the and he had the, the flame retardant gel, gel on his hair yep. i love that moment too because he gets mad and he's like god damn it i'm gonna blow his head off well like, he's he just doing he's just, he's just doing a lot of like Arr! he's on fire for a good amount of time. yeah i mean there's like at least three cutbacks to him doing yeah. stuff there on fire and he's not doing the same movement so you no. can't assume it was like the same shot just with different audio no, and there's just like uh uh sven Oli thorson is in this gang and uh there's a part just because we can't list all the kills from running man uh but this kill is like 
he shoots a biker and then he takes the biker's gun, but it's like reversed. Mm-hmm. So he holds it upside down and uses his forefinger of his other hand to shoot him like 12 times and then kicks him in the face. And just says, sorry about the shirt. <laughs> sorry about the shirt. Which yeah. like... Boudreaux does that a few times where he shoots somebody, then he kicks them, then he shoots them a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, big fan, them. big fan of like you know, instead of like a double tap, it's like you know, shoot, 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 shoot. It kick. might be very humane because he knows they're not dying from these, and he's just like, I'll snap your neck with so, the boot. So yeah, he maybe like snap or just even knocks them out so yeah. they're knocked out when they die. Yeah, right. Good for him. He's so nice. Yeah. Get the shit out of you. And, uh, I don't know, he shoots a bunch of other people in cool in cool ways. Uncle Duvet and Natasha show up. Uh, he's like, You lead these uh, rascalians to me, okay? And then he's like, has a bow and arrow, shoots a guy through a float, out through yep. the neck. That's a pretty cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha also gets a guy when he just, when some guy with a gun just, like, stands in front of her and just, like, calls her a bitch, so she kills him. Yeah, I think that was Frick Refract. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, one or the other. We don't really know, but, uh. Then Uncle Duvet, for some reason, is like really angry at her for shooting that guy. I guess because she's supposed to be pure or something. Yeah, he didn't want her to get any trauma from that. Duvet had some good shots earlier, too, on the horse. His mm-hmm. little portly body just jumping, almost falling off. Yeah, like, like a big hairy meatball yeah. on the horse. <laughs> and his overalls, you know, like we said earlier, look like Mario. Then there's kind of this part where there's this whole big thing where like he kills a guy with a grenade. He finally has his duel with Pick. Uh, picking him do the uh, backs against the same wall with the gun loading scene from Face mm-hmm. Off. And uh, uh, they like shoot at each other a bunch of times. Finally, he escapes through the window, does like an under face through a table, upward shot at this guy, blah, 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 blah. gets a grenade from him, he dies. Then it's kind of basically lancing him. And mm-hmm. uh, there's like this weird scene where like a gas tank gets lit on fire and it turns into like the end of Apocalypse Now where there's like statues and like angry yelling and fire. Like freezing shots too? Yeah, like superimposed shots and music. and. When you said that, I was like, dude, that's spot on. Yeah. They were like doing on. over like superimposition, like fire statues, like yelling, like a guy mm-hmm. getting shot. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, he's just waiting for Jean-Claude Van Damme to just appear at some point. He's like shooting into the fire, just assuming he's going to try and hit him at some point. And then somehow he gets his hands on Natasha. Well, initially, no. So initially, uh, Chance does a front flip out of the fire. Right. Shoots him in the shoulder. When he gets blasted far back. Oh, yeah. That's where he he lands. He's next to Natasha. Yeah. So he's able to grab her with the arrow, has the arrow to her neck. He also kicks him real fucking hard. Yeah. This is where Chance has to make the decision to put down the gun. That you picked the wrong tool for the job. Now, load me so I can unload on him. Mm-hmm. No homo. Yep. <laughs> and super slow-mo, Natasha's dropping the single bullet into his gun. Chance and... leaps forward. Mm-hmm. Does a front flip over a flaming barrel. Yeah. To then grab. <laughs> I think he somehow, with the power of the wind of his kick, brushes away the gun. <laughs> yep. Kicks away the gun and then seems to drop the grenade in the pants of... Yeah, and then Nine shoves Sanders. him onto a big pile of shit. I love that part because you assume the explosion is going to come. Mm-hmm. Or you assume that uh, that Lance Hendrickson is going to be like, ooh, and then an explosion mm-hmm. happens. But he literally 
like reaches into his pants, pulls out the grenade, and starts like unscrewing the top. Uh, yeah, he like pulls off the fuse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and then he kind of he, he manages to pull it off, but yeah. it still sparks. And yep. then that's when he makes his stupid face, huh? And then it blows up. Right. But still, oh, I'd never seen that in a movie. We also yeah. forgot the part where uh, Fushan is attacking. Boudreaux with a flaming piece of wood and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. Boudreaux summons the spirits of the dead so that he can hold on to the on fire piece of wood the spirits of the wounded no the dead it's everyone that died yeah well, pretty much they show the it's, it's the it's the two it's the two well I guess they did show Uncle Duvet but it's the two bums and the, the, and the detective that yeah. died yeah so John Woo just chose to cut to part uh, I, shots of the people yeah. who died earlier in the yeah. movie while mm-hmm. John Claw Van Damme is holding this fiery piece of wood. And then that's when he, like, gets him, you know. Yeah. Fle- it could have been just a chance to flex his muscles. That, too. Yep. He's like, I've had that coat all movie. I need to show my bicep. Yeah. He look, man, hey, he looked good in this. So, uh, Uncle Duvet gets wounded in the leg, and they're like, Uncle Duvet, can you get up? I can dance, but I can get up. And so they get up, and he goes, I've been hurt real bad. Pulls off his shirt. Reveals his flask has been punctured. What a catastrophe. They walk out of the warehouse. End of movie. To, bo- to Born on the Bayou. Credence, of course. <laughs> and that's Hard Target. Yeah. Now, do you think the right decision was made? Well, it's your decision. You I didn't see the other movie. Well, true, I guess. I've never seen that I feel one. like this was a really fun movie, though. But this one was almost a perfect movie. Yeah. A perfect slop cinema pick. Who who, who would like to go first to express Well, I their, pick, uh, so I go last. So let's go clockwise, Eddie. What's your rating and final thoughts on Not Soft Target? Edwin? Uh, Hard Target Part 1. I'll give this... 3.5 let's bums that are running away from murder uh it's a great action film john woo does what he does well very well which is explosions fights gunfights action awesome the story it's like loosely based off the most dangerous game yeah of just hunting humans the story honestly wasn't that. I didn't care about Nat. I didn't care about her dead dad. No. I was here for the explosions. Yeah. And the explosions showed out. So the explosions were fantastic. Honestly, if it had just a, sto- a little better story, it'd be a five. But yeah, based on all the action, I had a great time. 3.5. It was awesome. Jean-Claude Van Damme is perfect for a John Woo movie. He knows how to fight. Well, I don't know if he, he knows how to <laughs> action. He knows how to fight. <laughs> yeah. He can fight. He can do general stunts there was like an interview with Michael Jai White who's like mm-hmm. a famous martial artist yeah. and they were like do you consider Jean-Claude Van Damme a real martial artist and Michael Jai White kind of like took it like he said he said he's like a great guy to work with but he was like yeah man a real martial artist uh, wouldn't have done that to his body referencing Jean-Claude's famous coke addiction oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 well awesome he can do he can, he can do, still do it he can do what John Woo wants him to yeah Totally. Obviously, besides the horse. But yeah, great action. Story was a little eh. But you don't come for that. You see John Woo, you know what you want I to want see. balletic bloodshed, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Awesome movie. 
Yeah, I'd watch it again. Okay. I recommend it. Great watch. Oh. Uh, I'm at uh, five stars for this one. Mm-hmm. I, I love this movie. It rubs me the right way in every way. <laughs> and kind of like a hard target here. <laughs> like almost like opposite of what you said, where like the story wise, I can take almost no story as basic as, hey, someone killed my dad. I need help finding out who did it. And then it just kind of unravels to be something more where it's just like, okay, wait, I actually do need this guy who could kick the shit out of everybody. Um, I don't know. I kind of, of course, John Woo, that's my dude. So it's like, like he he knows how to put the action together. Mm -hmm. He knows how to just uh, make a scene long enough and even longer but you're still enjoying it and man he doesn't he doesn't overindulge on like cuts he cuts it just right he he makes uh geologically you know where everyone is in a shootout you know you know where they're jumping from they're jumping over a car the motorcycle's over here that this henchman is over here they they show a lot of love to the guns you know and like me with the 90s movies you see the mp5 like the diehard the uh the shotguns in there um this the um the kicking of mm-hmm. course the explosions lance hendrickson i uh you mentioned this i'm probably stealing your thunder a little bit aj but uh, a villain that plays piano that's pretty awesome he was i i want to say he was like elegant but yep. rugged yeah you know, he had that that voice, but his gun wasn't even a thing where it's yeah. like, okay, look he how... He had like an elegant gun. Yeah, it's like, look how powerful this is. It's almost like a musket where I have to take the time to take the casing mm-hmm. out and put another one in. But when I catch you with it, I'm confident enough. I don't know, it was just a really cool foe. And then he had his henchman, which really wasn't a henchman, really comparable to Clarence Bodiger, where it's yeah. just like he's a badass in his in his own character mm-hmm. so yeah. i i loved it all man and the whole the whole little thing with getting bums to and then like you said the most dangerous game mm-hmm. we didn't even bring up hunger games how that kind of this whole this person wrote a whole bunch of novels based on that concept that's been around forever and they're billionaires now so awesome movie i wish john woo was still making movies like this but i guess he has to he's an artist so he has to evolve mm-hmm. and we still have hard target on blu-ray which i'm trying to buy off of aj <laughs> as soon as he gets that special edition boutique one mm-hmm. so hey five <laughs> out of five i and you know it was we were in between this and another movie and i was like well we've seen hard target blah 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 but hey i don't regret it and i love it oh one one last point this might be the best casting for John Claude Van Damme. It's like, let's do it in New Orleans where his accent is not going to be so harsh. Right. And and it works. Uh, there wasn't no obligatory sex scene. The girl was actually not like over voluptuous yeah. or not mm-hmm. overly, you know, she was beautiful, but just, just perfect. She wasn't sexualized. Where a lot of John Woo movies, they do like to have that damsel. He likes to have yeah. that person you know we went over the killer before so five out of five for me man that's what's up all right i'm giving this movie a solid hard four 
Uh, I'm in between, pretty much, obviously, the rating-wise. Yeah. Kind of more in line with Eddie. I I think if, you know, well, also, like, it's just one of those things where, like, honestly, if the story was better, I wouldn't believe Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. Because he's, oh, uh-huh. he like can't pull off yeah, a stronger story. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you cut to the very, very basic details that you need. Jean-Claude stares at someone cool, then kicks him in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's all you really want from a JCVD movie. But on the other hand, it's not like a great film action movie, like a Die Hard or something like that. So it's not a total five out of five, mm-hmm. for me at least. But it also is... My favorite, hands down, John Woo American movie. Face Off is fun. Broken Arrow is fun. Wind Talkers, don't remember. And this was his first. And this mentioned. was his first. And mm-hmm. this is like the most Hong Kongy of them. So it's like obviously the best. Yep. So solid four stars out of five. So we have Eddie three and a half, Omar mm-hmm. five, AJ four. We just watched Hard Fucking Target. Yes, we did. Rated R for really, really hard. Strong violence. Really, really strong violence, guys. Watch it with your two-year-olds. A lot of kicking. The strongest of violence. Yeah. How do you say? How do you say goodbye in French? Does a Jack the Rabbit slap the bear? Wee oui, wee, oui, bye bye. Au revoir.